and welcome to another episode of Now About That with James and Sarah. I'm James. And I'm Sarah. And this is take two, because my audio was garbage apparently in the first take. <laughs> um, but in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, world religions. Um, and surprisingly, Christianity is not the only religion in the world. Um, but this episode, we're going to, like I said, we're going to talk about world religions. So we'll talk a little bit of facts first, and then we'll give our personal experiences. And um, those are just that, our personal experiences. So anything we say is our own opinions, um, unless we're referring to a factual statement about um, the religion or the estimated um, population of that religion. So we were talking, and this is no surprise now, so um, it was Earlier, we were talking about the two different or the two different types of religions. So there's um, Abrahamic religions, which are Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, and then Indian religions, which include Hinduism, Buddhism, and Sikhism. 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 Screwed that up earlier too. Um, and then of those, what am I saying? Um, there are more than four thousand religions worldwide. Um, but the number is highly disputed and it includes extinct beliefs, which are no longer practiced. Um, but for, for example, so Christianity isn't just one religion, um, in that 4,000 count, it, it includes items like, or the Christian, the denominations like, uh, Protestant, Catholic, Lutheran, uh, modest, no, Methodist, sorry. Episcopalian, Assembly of God, Seventh-day Adventist, and so on. Um, and then we also talked a little bit about um, the estimated population for each religion in 2020. And number one, and the most populous religion is um, Christianity at 2.38 billion. And then second is Islam at 1.91 billion. And then unaffiliated, so atheism or agnostic, are considered 1.19 billion in sec and the third highest populace. Then after that, it goes to Hinduism. And I was surprised to see that Judaism, it's 14.6 million people. It's mm. a low number. I, mean, I wouldn't think that was that low. That does feel like a low number. Uh, but looking at the Christian religion, it is the world's largest religion. Um, and it's divided into Eastern and Western theology. And within those, there's many branches. So we talked about Catholicism, uh, Protestantism, um, and then Eastern Orthodox, Orthodoxology. Orth wow. Orthodoxy. Orthodoxy. Yes. <laughs> um, so we have, let's see, 93% of the population in, um, Never mind. That statement doesn't make sense to me. So, I love that. sorry. <laughs> oh, there we go. So, looking at um, the different religions, and this is it says data that is based on 2010 information. So, in the United States, I'll just scroll down pretty far. Should have pulled this information beforehand. I thought I was more 
prepared. Normally, you're the prepared one. Yeah. And I'm the one who's just winging it. <laughs> so, Christianity in the United States. Oh. Just scroll up and down. Uh, 39 million 890,000. Um, and then Muslim, it is 2,000 or 2,960,000. No, 17,224 unaffiliated. So it is, it kind of swaps. There are more people that are unaffiliated than um, in Islam or Muslim in the United States. Hmm. And then after that goes to like 1.79, no, 3.57, 5.9, 5.9 million Jewish. And then there's folk religions, Buddhist, Buddhist and other items listen. Mm. Um, what, what are your thoughts? What information you want to look at or talk about? Or, um, are you prepared with something? Am I prepared with something? Well, I was going to ask um, how you consider yourself religiously or spiritually. Um, I do not consider myself religious or spiritual. I'm Art more thou of the, right with the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of the um, I I believe in science, and if it I don't like to say that if it can't be ex, if it can't be seen, that's not the thing. If it can't be explained, or if you can't show me some type of theoretical proof that it is a thing then I don't know that I agree with it. But that, does mean, that doesn't mean that I don't agree with people having belief or um, not studying, living by a specific religion. And that's a personal preference. Right, right. But I do, I do think that you should not be able to try and force that religion or that belief system onto other people. No, 110% agree on that. Because what works for you doesn't mean it's going to work for me. Accurate. Um, I consider myself uh, Hellenistic. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, I consider myself um, a Hellenistic pagan. Um, oh, okay. Because my primary deities are are all Greek um, except for two um, can you explain but, what that is a little bit so Hellenism is very old it's basically the the worship of Greek deities um, I personally have five deities um one is a folk saint unrelated to Hellenism. Uh, one is an Egyptian deity 
who has a Greek name for whatever reason, which is why he decided to join the party. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then three deities actually from Hellenism. Um, My practice is not so great right now. That's why it's called practice. Um, (laughs) But like primarily, I guess, modern labels, I'd be called a witch, which I'm fine with. So. No. I mean, and I think it goes back to I, I was raised in uh, a oh gosh, what was it? Baptist. I went to a Baptist church when I was little. Mm. And I just, it didn't make sense to me even back then. I was just like there's this person that or this being that is supposed to judge us or tell us how to live but we're only picking and choosing what works for our thoughts it's not it's not right (laughs) i mean yeah like i mean i i grew up non-denominational but honestly it was a cult that we belonged to so very much um the whole you can't do this because you're a woman or you can't do this because you'll go to hell. And I just, I remember being like absolutely terrified, like as a kid that I was going to do something wrong. And that was it. That was the end. There was, there was no going back and I was just going to like burn forever. No. See, that's the thing I don't understand. It's like, wait, you're telling someone if they do something, they're going to go to hell. But it's like, if that person doesn't believe in hell, then it's not going to matter to them. Right. But then they're all like, well, hell believes in you kind of bullshit. It just, I don't, I have very strong anti-Christian views because of how I grew up. I feel like Christianity, this is again, personal opinion. Christianity is a plague in my personal opinion. Now, do I still have friends who are Christians? Yes. Do I like respect their right to worship however they feel? Yes. But overall, especially American Christianity is just, it's not even Christianity. It's trying to control everybody and make them mindless slaves to whatever it is that you want to do. At some point, it's considered extremism like it's not even not even that it's trying to control someone it's you're going to the extreme of making laws for some people to believe the way that you believe or do mm-hmm. things the way that your religion subscribes to and it's that's not you can't i mean it's that, that's not how a free country works no and this, this thing about that some conservative uh, Republicans keep spewing is, oh, it's not really in the the Bill of Rights that the separation of church and state. It's like it's literally the first right written into the Bill of Rights. Yeah, it's literally that was literally the whole fucking point. But I mean, whatever you know, it's it's whatever. It's yeah. fine. I mean, you can't. The the law can't be created in a way to where it spews, not spews, 
it skews one way towards one religion and disenfranchises other religions. That's that's literally the the gist of what the First Amendment means. Freedom of religion, part of the First Amendment. One of the rights in the First Amendment is the freedom of religion. Um, where it says you can you have the right to practice whatever religion you want but you can't make laws that make one religion more more stronger not it's not the word i want to look for it's not the word i'm looking for but you can't make one religion the establish one religion as the only religion or the main religion in the united states while it is yes one of the highest populace it's not it's not more than 50% of the people i think what i read was it was like 30% of the united states identify as um, christian so it's it's not really it's not you can't govern everybody by less than half of the country. Yeah, no. But they try. So like know. those, but they're not even. Here's something that bothers me about religion is, and this is any religion, this goes for like literally any religious beliefs, is if you're not gonna take the time to read the books, do the work like learn about what it is that you believe in you know and then go from there like this whole cherry picking bullshit is so irritating to me because like the same people who are out here saying oh you know homosexuality is wrong um are eating pork and you know throwing around footballs or what have you wearing mixed clothing yeah soliciting prostitutes getting divorced getting divorced like i mean yeah look at me thank you (laughs) (laughs) but like i mean you just read the bible like because half the people who say all that shit have never even read the whole thing like how can you subscribe to a religion if you haven't read the primary book all the way through now granted like in my example i kind of have to go off of whatever texts are available but like with christianity judaism and islam there's access to all those texts like i've read the Quran, i've read the whole bible like I've read bits and pieces of the Torah. Like you are, there's, there's access to those religions, texts, and you you can't be arsed to read them. Yeah. Um, so, what are your thoughts on teaching religion in school? I think that if you're going to teach religion in school, you need to teach all the religions not just the one that you subscribe to. So yeah. for example, like have a specific class for it, like world religions. Yeah. I don't I don't remember. I don't think there was anything offered like that in Owen Valley. I don't think where so. Where we went to high school. I don't I don't think so. Um 
but the, I don't to to be fair though I don't think there was any specific Christianity no Christian, Bible yeah. classes either no um, but, so yeah I mean I, I agree I think you you can have people it can't be I don't think it should be a requirement though no. it has to be someone signing up for it as one of their um, curricula electives. Or electives yeah thank you so like once they've finished all of their required classes for high school or even college, unless they're going specifically to study that religion, it's it can't be a requirement in your class. Or if it's, I made the mistake of signing up or going to a school that I didn't realize was as Christian as it was for, um, I went to one class and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Um, but unless you're signing up like signing your kids up for that specific school or you're going to that specific school where it's part of the the curriculum or the yeah, guiding there, factors there's a reason that there are private schools yeah like there are bible colleges there are you know foundations of education that subscribe to those religions and provide those classes as requirements go there yeah. Do that. Um, see what else can we talk about? Do you want to talk about your personal experience with religion? <laughs> A lot of uh, torture and trauma. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I was a Seventh Day Adventist. Like I personally considered myself a Seventh Day Adventist. Um, and went to a Seventh-day Adventist church the majority of my growing up um, because I hated the church that we belonged to because again, it was a cult. Um, uh, as far as Christianity goes, the Seventh-day Adventist church was one of the few experiences I had that was not overly traumatic um, that I actually like enjoyed and felt connected to you know, my spirituality. Um, but other than that, uh, growing up a super hyper Christian was overrated and I hated it. My stepfather was like this <sighs> Christian Nazi asshole, which I mean, he still is. He's still an asshole. But it's okay because apparently he looks really fucking old now even though he's actually not that old. Oh, I was gonna say, isn't he? How old is he? 62. No, that's not that old. Yeah, he's not that old, but apparently he looks really old and I'm just over here like, that's karma, bitch. <laughs> um, so I think for my personal experience, I, I can't say that I actually did anything related to religion all that much. I, like we went, we went to, um, a Baptist church when I was little, but we stopped going. Like, I don't think I've actually been, like, regularly been to a church since I was, like, in the single digits. Mm. Like, maybe seven or eight, possibly. And I remember, the one thing that I do remember is walking through this door. Like, they had this thing where instead of, I guess, maybe instead of doing, like, baptisms, they have you maybe not 
I was gonna say maybe instead of doing baptisms, they have you walk through this door and it like washes away your sins. But it was more like uh, you're walking through this door saying, I'm opening a new door to my life and this is how I'm going to spend spend my life and make and make that commitment to this this religion. I spend my life in in respect to this religion. I was about to be like, you were going to a Baptist church and they didn't baptize you? I don't like, know. Like it that's was weird. Their whole shtick. <laughs> if I did get baptized, I don't remember it. Yeah, I've um, never been baptized. I'm the only one in my family, actually, who's never been baptized. Hannah, Christopher, my mom. Like they've all been baptized and I have not. I just I do remember like I went to um a Catholic church one time and they were doing the whole wine and um, wafer thing. Oh, yeah. The blood of Christ and the body of Christ. Com- um, communion. Communion, yeah. And I was like, what is this? This isn't wine. This is grape juice. <laughs> I was also like 16. <laughs> You're like, this isn't really alcohol. What the fuck? <laughs> um, but then I also went to, I think I went one time to the church that our friend Bethany goes to. I don't know if she still goes to it or she went to it. She doesn't go there anymore because she lives somewhere else now. Yeah. I did I did go to that church just one time. And then um, I actually grew up when I was little, little, my when I lived with my grandparents and like my mom and our family lived with our grandparents. Um, we lived by a Catholic, or not a Catholic, a um, Pentecostal church. Mm-hmm. I never, I went to their church one time. They were doing like a play and it was like a, it was a really, really crazy play. Oh, I bet. And it, was, I, it was on Halloween. So it was like a Halloween themed play about hell. Yeah. And like the girl that I was friends with in the, the church was the pastor's daughter. And she like walked across the stage in her garb and then walked down the stairs and it was the stairs like down to the basement portion of the church represented hell and then like they had lights that like flashed orange and red and she screamed like she was being burned in hell i was like what is going on oh my god and then after that we went out and we did a pie or a a cakewalk where it's basically like musical chairs and you win a cake if you're in the chair the last time. And I won a cake. Nice. It was, like that part of it was interesting. And the play was, I mean, it was interesting. It was a little traumatic for a, a child. So I was, I want to say I was like maybe 12. Uh, my sweet summer child. Um, let's see. So my stepfather did this thing where we were like church hopped all the time. So I've been to almost every church in Bloomington and the majority of the churches in Spencer and one or two churches in Martinsville. Like I've I've been to so many different churches. Um, and one of the churches that we went to um, was having a passion play which is a passion play is where um, you follow the journey of Christ as he's being crucified. So like I literally was nine years old watching this fully grown man uh, 
get pretend beaten up and murdered. <laughs> and they got graphic with it. Yes. Like, and That's I was crazy. Like, what am I watching what right this? now? Oh, it was one in Ellettsville. Oh. Not the House of Prayer. Okay. Um, but I have been to House of Prayer as well. No, I think I was it the one that um oh you may not know. You may not have known her. Marlena. It might have been the one that Marlena went to. So I think that's the one that I went to. I thought it was Catholic. Bro, I don't even know. Because that's the one that I went to because I went with her and her family while we were in a relationship. And um that's the one that I went to where they had communion. Mm. So that would be Catholicism, right? Yeah, that'd be Catholic. Hmm. Like, I mean, technically speaking, most Christian groups do communion. But oh, really? there's a very there's a very specific way that Catholics do it. Hmm. But yeah, no, communion's a thing in the majority of churches. Maybe they aren't Catholic, because I think what you mean by specific, you like walk up and do a body of Christ. <laughs> yeah, like specific, you like walk up to and the priest has you drink from the cup and oh yeah that's not you, the way this one was like, done places the wafer in your mouth yeah that's not the way this one was done it was like in a little like shot glass and yeah yeah a so little, yeah like, she, i didn't think that marlena was catholic yeah i thought it was catholic but, but i i again am ignorant in a lot of ways to the religion because i don't i don't subscribe or really care all that much about it um but um it's a thing. I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't look down on anyone that subscribes to a religion. Um, if they're living that religion as it's intended to be lived, like you can't cherry pick what works for your personal beliefs. Right. Um, and you can't, if you're saying you are listening to God and what God is telling you, mm -hmm. but then you're doing what a preacher is telling you. And sometimes it doesn't really align with the, the the Bible and the speakings of God or Jesus Christ. Then it's like you can't say that you're actually following a religion. You're following a person at that point. Yeah. Even if they claim to be a mouthpiece of God or yeah. that God talks to them. It's like if it starts to go askew from what your Bible or your... Um, what is it called? The like the book that tells you like what to do. There's a specific word for it. What is it called? I, I don't your your holy book? Maybe that's not quite exactly what it was that I saw earlier. But anyways, it's like their doctrine. So yeah. If it goes against their doctrine, then it's like that doesn't doesn't really you're not really subscribing to your your religion anymore you're subscribing to the beliefs of that person yeah my question has been and always will be how do you know that you're following what god intends through the quote-unquote mouthpiece versus whatever potential mental illness this person has and it uh, so, and then I think, 
maybe we're talking more about organized religion than the religion of Christianity itself. Because I think that's what I don't I don't understand and I don't like is the organized religion portion of it. Mm-hmm. That says you have to be at church and on Sunday at 10 a.m. and you have to do these things at the, in that church and give yeah. 10%, 10% of your your um, wages wages it's like n- no no i don't yeah i mean back in the day when that whole thing was set up to like giving giving of 10 percent, that was meant to take care of people like it wasn't just supposed to pay the pastor's salary like it was supposed to take care of like people in the community and it was supposed to you know help and it doesn't do that anymore it goes to paying the pastor and the expenses of a quote-unquote church yeah that's the thing i'm like we talk about oh we don't want to we people don't want their tax dollars going to pay for things and pay for uh homeless or to fix homelessness or to pay for medical things but it's like you're willing to take your money and put it into a church and not have any idea of what the church is doing with your money. Yeah. And then like those super churches that have like where the the actual person that runs the church is worth millions of dollars. Yeah. That should never happen in a religion. No. Where the person not. leading a church has more than is worth millions of dollars and their people are poor. Right. Even if their people weren't poor, they shouldn't have millions. Um, I think one of the religions that I admire is um, Sikhism. I actually um, fooled around with somebody who was a former Sikh. Um, And basically the whole point of that religion is to help people. Like it's everybody's supposed to be on the same playing field. Everybody's supposed to help each other. Like as that's that's how he described it to me. Is like if you're ever in trouble and you see somebody, um, you see a sick person um, wearing their turban, then you know that you can go to them for help. Because that's the whole point of their religion is to help people. All right, so we're going to take a quick break and break down, and then we will be back and talk a little bit more about religion, and we'll end it with some trivia. Oh, God. Some religion trivia. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll be back. All right, welcome back. So... We were talking about religion, and so far we've talked about the number of religions, our personal experiences, what the most populous religions are, Um, and a little bit about whether we believe religion should be taught in schools. My other question that I wanted to talk to you about is, what are your thoughts on taxing religious entities? I feel like religious entities should be happy to pay taxes because the taxes go to taking care of people and supporting the country, which is the whole point of religion is to take care of people. I think the, 
and this is completely my own opinion. I think the reason that tax churches don't want to have to pay taxes is one, so that they can have the money for themselves, but two, so that they don't have to like itemize and show what they're spending their money on. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the reasons why I think they should have to. Yeah. And I mean, to me, if you're a part of the religious or you're part of the the religion and you go to that church regularly, I would want to see transparency on where where is the money that I'm putting into this church going. Right. And I wouldn't, I don't see why anyone would say, oh, well, there's no reason to have transparency. But there's no reason for us to have to tax the churches, the church. Um, I mean, I do think that if a church can show, here are all of the um, the charitable things that we're doing. So it would, even if we had to pay taxes, the charitable donations or charitable givings Mm -hmm. would cancel out the amount of taxes we would need to pay. Right. I just, I don't... I feel like if you want to have all these rights that churches want to have, you should have to pay. Granted, I don't think that anybody should pay taxes in the long run because tax is theft, but that's a completely different conversation. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm okay with paying taxes. I think I wish I had more say in where my tax dollars went. Um, but. I'd be okay with paying taxes if it was actually going where it was supposed to go. Yeah. But I am not, I'm not willing to pay taxes for, you know, paying for this billion dollar military complex that we have going on or this billion dollar police complex we got going on. Like, if my taxes are going towards fixing the roads and taking care of people who don't have the same benefits that I do, then sure, yeah, absolutely. Schools, libraries, museums, things like that. Um, public education. I'm, I'm not, I'm not willing to pay taxes for the military complex. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Let's see. Ooh. I was just looking up churches that have lost their tax-exempt status. Um, So there's a couple, there's a few, there's not very many. Shocking, I know. Um, So five churches that have lost their tax-exempt status. Uh, The Church of Scientology, which it was revoked in 1993 because it was considered not, not an organized exclusively for religious purposes are not organized for exclusively for religious purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Church of Spiritual Technology lost its exemption in 1993 because they didn't file an annual report or submit information requested by the IRS between 86 and 91. Um, the United Pentecostal Church International lost its tax exemption filing or after filing a, failing to file a report in three consecutive years from 2002 to 2004. And then the United Methodist Church lost its tax exempt status in 1999 because it didn't file form 990T for three consecutive years. 
church had reported more than $20 million in revenue each year from 1989 to 1997, but reported no income from 98 to 99. Well, that seems a little sketch. A period of time which they had received $16 million million worth of gifts from churches around the country. Mm -hmm, So those aren't really actual, like, church, church, churches. Those are, like... I mean, I guess Scientology is a church, but... Um, Oh, there's more. Uh, First Christian Church of Dayton, Ohio. Um, But their their tax-exempt status was re reinstated in 2018. Church was previously investigated by the IRS, Department of Labor, and Department of Justice because its pastor said he didn't want to hire women who had been divorced or remarried. Hmm. Um, Fayetteville Presbyterian Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina was the first church in the United States to lose its tax-exempt status. The church lost its status after an audit by the IRS determined that it had engaged in partisan politics. Specifically, the church's pastor preached against Donald Trump and his policies, including a ban of transgender Americans serving in the military in a sermon delivered at a neighboring church before attending the inauguration event for the Democratic Senator Kay Hagan. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, even if they're preaching something that I agree with, they church church and politics shouldn't be together. Like, I mean, yes, you, yes, your religious beliefs should inform some of your political beliefs. But in that instance, I mean, I mean, good for him preaching against Donald Trump. But at the same time, like, bro. Do it on your own time, not as part of a sermon. Yeah. Uh, Grace Memorial Episcopal Church in Dunkirk, New York, uh, was raided by the FBI and accused of being a cult. The church was raided for allegedly being involved in human trafficking and child abuse. Dang. In, In 2016, the Grace Memorial Episcopal Church, GMC, was accused of being involved in sex crimes against children, including rape, incest, and assault, sexual assault. But nothing has happened to the Catholic the Catholic Church. Mm. So, yeah, I, I don't see any Catholic churches. Um, if you are a church, there are certain things you need to know about your tax exempt status and how it can be revoked. If your church has been denied tax exemption by the IRS, then the article will shed, this article will shed, blah, blah, blah. Um, churches can lose tax exempt status for many reasons, but most often because they violated one or more requirement, requirements outlined by the IRS code. Some of these violations include using assets for not, non-exempt purposes and failing to file required forms with the IRS. So yeah, there aren't very many people, um, uh, but it does. so there's a conclusion at the end of this, and I'll include this in the link of the this the link to this article in the um, description of this podcast. But it says in the conclusion, um, despite the fact that it's not often spoke about spoken about, 
uh, churches can lose their tax-exempt status. This is usually done by violating public policy, such as lobbying to eliminate LGBTQ rights or banning women from speaking in church or any number of other offenses. These violations of public policy can cause a church to lose their tax-exempt status. Okay. And this title is called Churches That Have Lost Their Tax-Exempt Status. <laughs> Inventive well, oh. title. Okay then. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting to discuss. And I even Ryan and I were talking yesterday, and I said that I thought um, they should put a law about this has nothing to do with taxes or nothing to do with churches, more more to do with taxes and um, senators and representatives receiving. Mm their pay or even um like the president of the united states getting paid if they make more money on uh in campaign donations and uh, sponsorships than they do their annual salary they should have to return all their annual salary yeah that's just my that's my opinion i think it doesn't make sense for them to get paid money from the taxpayers if they're using their position in the Senate or um, anybody of, of the government to make money otherwise. And right. that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. If they weren't in that position, what why else would someone sponsor them or give them money? No, that makes, that makes sense to me. Um, so that's, I mean, that was our conversation. Did you have anything else you wanted to discuss before we moved on to our trivia? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think we covered a decent amount. I do have, I'm going to ask one more question and then we'll go to our trivia. Oh if, if you were offered the chance, not the chance, but if you were offered, so you knew someone personally and they love their church and they talk to you about their church and it, it's a Christian church. Um, and they ask you if you wanted to come to their church and go to their church with them. Would you now? Yeah. Like up until, up until the last few years, I was still occasionally going to church with Bethany. Hmm. Like, I don't I don't mind going to church. I don't I don't have a problem with it, but I what I mind is people claiming to be what they're not. Yeah. You know, you can't claim to be a follower of Jesus and not want to feed and clothe the homeless and visit people in prison and all this other shit. Like you cannot claim to be that and then blatantly disregard everything he said. It's <laughs> so, like, I'm always willing to go. That doesn't mean I'm going to end up believing in it or that I'm going to want to be a part of it, but I'm always willing to go. Yeah. I would not. Fair and reasonable. I just, I don't, I don't think it matters to me anymore. And also I'm not going to get up that early to go to church. <laughs> fair that's fair especially on a sunday i just want to sleep on a sunday also fair 
All right, so let's do some of this trivia. Um, so first one, so we're gonna look at a couple different topics. So the first one we're gonna look at is trivia questions uh, for the Bible. So uh, let's see how much Sarah remembers from her Bible <laughs> days. Uh, what book of the Bible has this verse? And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. Genesis. Yep, Genesis. So, and then it has some interesting information. Um, after God had created everything in six days, he rested on the seventh day. The, the passage was from Genesis 131. So yeah, I was going to say it's the first chapter. Difficulty level is very easy, Sarah. Yeah. So, uh, which book of the Bible tells the story of a young girl that becomes queen and saves the Jews from a horrible villain? Esther. That's insane. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, Esther. And then Esther's name means secret or hidden. No one know. No one knew that she was a Jew, um, as queen of the Persians and wife of Xerxes. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, she saved the Jews from the wrath of the evil human with the help of it's Mordecai. Yes, it's Haman. Oh, it is Haman. Yeah, I just saw the word and thought human. Um, so this one, that one was labeled as uh, average. This next one is labeled as hard. Okay. So in the new standard Bible, after Uriah's murder, is that right? I think so, yeah. U-R-I-A-H? Yes. Uh, who was who the prophet that warned David of his son's death? Samuel? No, Nathan. It is in Samuel, the book of Samuel. Yeah. Um, so it says, Nathan was sent to David by the Lord. He told him uh, a story about a rich man and a poor man that paralleled the story of Uriah and himself. David learned the Lord knew of Uriah's murder and, has, and his taking Bathsheba as his wife. Uh, yep. First child would die because Dave, of David's sin, and that's in uh, Samuel 1, 20, 23. All right. So the next one is labeled as hard too, and then we're going to go over to a different, a different portion of the <laughs> trivia. This one says, uh, "What relation is David to Solomon in the Bible?" How is that hard? David is Solomon's father. I don't know. That's just what it says. It says it's hard. David is Solomon's father, with and he fathered Solomon with Bathsheba, whom he stole from Uriah. Yeah, okay. Exactly what this says, too. All right. So let's look at paganism. So this one, it doesn't say what it's listed as. Um, the term paganism comes from the Latin paganus, which means what? Um, I actually don't know. Rural or rustic? Mm. The word paganist refers to someone of the countryside, rural, villager, uh, civilian, and by extension, rustic or uneducated. The term paganism was first used in the fourth century by early Christians to refer to people in the Roman Empire who practiced religions other than Judaism. 
Uh, pagans were typically rural and or provincial uh, and not soldiers of Christ. Other terms for this class of people included Hellenae. That, that sounds right. H-E-L-L-E-N-E-N-E. Um, Gentile or heathen. During the Middle Ages, the term pagan was used for anyone practicing a non-Christian religion or worshiping um, what was perceived as a false god. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Um, Alistair Crowley, born October 12th, 1875, was the son of a wealthy family which adhered to the Christian seat, the Christian sect known as the Plymouth Brethren. Under what name was he, he christened? I don't know, but I do know that he was a Nazi and a racist. <laughs> Is that why you felt like that? Yes. <laughs> um, Edward Alexander Crowley. Everybody, um, like, because he helped found, like, the Satanist church and whatnot. It's, like, really big and all that. He created his own tarot deck and everything, but he was a Nazi and a racist who doesn't deserve to be as, quote-unquote, beloved as he is. I don't know anything about him. Um, modern criminal, criminal, C-R-E-C-E-R-E-M-O-N-I-A-L. Ceremonial. Oh my God. That's exactly what the word is. Ugh. Ceremonial, yes. Ceremonial magic takes much of <laughs> its material from the Renaissance work. Three books of the occult, the philosophy. Who wrote the seminal material? I can't. Don't, I, I don't know, but I can't take it serious now. I, I can't. I can't bounce back from that. Oh my god! Ugh. my face is so red. <laughs> so embarrassing. Oh, I it's love it. Heinrich Cornelius Agrippa. Mm, okay. I don't know. Um, the th three original founders of the Golden Dawn were all members of which other society? Dawn. Something to do with paganism. Golden Dawn was founded in 1988. The year um, I was born. Oh, sorry, 1888. Oh, I was about to be like, dang, yeah. that's really new. I, don't, I have no idea. I read the rest of this because it is all about the people. Um, so there's, they were members of the Freemasons. Oh, that makes sense. Um, and then in the little information it says, the Golden Dawn was founded in 1888 by William Westcott, William Woodman, and Samuel Little McGregor, uh, McGregor Mathers, um, all of whom were Freemasons. William Westcott claimed possession and coded papers that showed the group uh, as a branch of German. Ooh. Okay, we're gonna move on. <laughs> uh, ooh, in 2005, a judge in Indiana ruled that a couple going through divorce could not do what? Could not get a divorce. No. Get remarried to each other? No. Because those are cases that happened as well. Well, get away from the wire, please. Thank you. Jesus. Okay, hang Thank himself. You. 
Could not do what? Um, could not teach or even speak about Wicca with their son or their child. That doesn't seem like that should be allowed. I agree. Like, that's um, their religion. Yeah. Granted, Judge. Wicca is shady, but we won't get into that either. Yeah. Um, Judge Cale Bradford of the Marion Superior, Superior Court ruled that Thomas Jones and Tammy Bristol both practicing Wiccans could go or going through a divorce could not teach or even speak to their child about Wicca. In August of 2005, a state appeals court ruled in a unanimous decision to uphold a parent's right to share or his or her religion with their child. Judge Bradford said, this case was never about freedom of religion. I support freedom of religion and not just mine either. That includes the Wiccas or the Wiccans. I have nothing against the Wiccans of the world. I wish them all the best. In an Indianapolis newspaper, Bradford was quoted as saying he gave this case, the case, a brief review before approving it last year, indicating there were initial concerns of some of the Wiccan rituals that may have endangered the boy's health. Uh, Later, after more thorough review of the court record, he discovered that wasn't the case. Oh, so he rescinded his thoughts. Okay. Uh, Fraser claims... Is that right? Fraser? Fraser? F-R-A-Z-E-R? I'd say Fraser. That's what I thought, too. Uh, Fraser claims that there are basically two kinds of magic. What are they? Of a... White and black? No. I have no idea. Homeopathic and contagious. Um, how? Well, what does bit me? Bobo's <laughs> <laughs> um, tired of this topic. It says homeopathic or imitative. Um, and then imitative magic works on the principle uh, that like produces like. Um, imitating. Oh, yeah. Imitative. Uh, imitating a process will bring that process about. So it's kind of like um, manifesting. Manifesting, yeah. Uh, contagious magic, on the other hand, posits, a weird word, uh, that objects have been in contact with a person are still telepathically, telepathically uh, connected with that person, and that by doing something to such an object, a magician can cause the same effect on the person to whom it belonged. Okay. Um, what is the common name of a creature that is basically defined as an animal with whom we have a magical connection? A familiar? Yeah, which we talked about in another one, and it's not really like a a thing. Yeah. Is it? Like, it, it depends. There are people who say that they have familiars, but generally speaking, it's not... It's not what most people consider it. Um, all it's right. not like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Um, so we'll do a couple more and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, most modern pagans believe in the order of the natural world. With that in mind, paganism is often described as what type of religion? Religion of the world. I don't know. The Earth religion. Or an Earth religion. Mm, that would make sense. 
Earth-based religions include any that worship the earth, nature, or f- fertility deities. Um, pagan paganism, which is a, nat- a nature-based religion, is included in this group. Also included is Wicca, which is a belief in an earth mother goddess. Uh, Druidism, is that right? Druidism, mm-hmm. uh, which equates divinity with the natural world and animalism which believes that all living entities plant human and animals possess a spirit oh there's only one more on this page and there's six more pages (laughs) um there's six more pages (laughs) we're not gonna do those i said this is the last one uh people who practice dilemma I have no idea what that is. Who accept the law of Thimela. No, Dilemma. Uh, We're just going to skip this one anyways because it doesn't, I don't know. And I feel bad because I I already butchered Ceremonial. (laughs) Um, According to the Wiccan Credo, which type of wood should never be burned? It says burnt, but we don't use that word in this this house. We don't use that word in this house. Why? Because I don't like it. Burned. Oh. Where, where where would I use the word burned? Where I wouldn't... Would I use the word burnt? Where I couldn't use the word burned. The food was burnt? The food was burned. It's actually more grammatically correct I don't care. Burnt. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. I don't like it. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> what wood should never be burnt? The answer is I... elder. <laughs> so rude. But anyways, that was my room. Like I the said, one, you're the one having a conniption over burnt. I'm not having a conniption. I'm just telling you we don't say the word burnt in this house. We say burned because it makes more sense to me. And I am always correct. <laughs> I just love how passionate you are about this right now. I just don't like that word. That's fair and reasonable. But <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Sarah, collect yourself. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> this is an actual thing we're doing. Is it? Is it a thing that we're doing? I mean, you're not. (laughs) Oh my god. Anyways, I'm gonna do a quick like, how are things going? So how's school? School's good. I have um, not touched my Mexican American literature class at all this week. Uh, I gotta catch up on that tomorrow. but yeah, no, everything's everything's good. Classes are good. I had an interview yesterday. Oh yeah, how did the testing go? You see, you had to do some testing. It went okay. I overslept though, and so I didn't turn it in on time. But it's okay. It's like last week when we were supposed to record our podcast, you slept right through it. I slept right through it. 
my alarm didn't go off that time. This time it was my own fault. My I didn't set my alarm properly because they were saying seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time, which would be six o'clock my time, but I was thinking seven o'clock my time. So that was my own bad. Well, what about you? Um, school's going. I started my classes this week. I have, um, in the six weeks, I have four papers that I have to write. Jesus. So I have a paper that's due next week, the following week, and then the fifth and the sixth week. So there's this week we don't have a paper, and then the fourth week we don't have a paper. And then... But it's, I mean, it's instructional design. A lot of the information is stuff that I already know. So I just have to write the paper and then go back and find um, sources that support my information. Like mm. I did in my English and all of my other classes. You know, <laughs> like you have to do with most papers. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the information and I feel, I do feel like I'm going to probably reach out to some of the people in my class, my class because they are doing like they create games and stuff and I want to pick their brains on what software they use. So I'm using it more as like a networking event than anything. Nice. That's pretty cool. Oh, oh I downloaded the demo for the mortuary assistant. Oh yeah. Yeah. I haven't played it yet. Um, that is, that is one of my goals for when I, when I get school stuff done tomorrow, I'm going to, going to sit down and, play it see what happens to make dinner and then write my discussion board for my first week because i did the introduction and i also need to reply to someone from the introduction discussion board mm -hmm. write the one that i have that's due this week that will actually be used to create the paper for next week so it's good um but then i have to have it done by 11 o'clock tonight 11 59 so before midnight tonight, I have to turn, submit my first discussion board post for the week. Right. Well, Sounds my like dog, fun. the little man is wandering about like he has to go out. So we will call this a day. It was a fun discussion and we covered some fun information about world religions. Found out the number three religion is no affiliation. And then, you know, lost our shit. Sarah doesn't like the word burned. <laughs> because Ryan can't say the word ceremonial. Shut up. <laughs> I've never seen it spelled. It's one of those things where if you've never seen it spelled, you don't. Kind right. of like, like the first time I saw the word, um, oh God, what is it? Colonel? Like oh, our, yeah. Colonel in the army spelled. Yeah, I've never seen that spelled that way. And I thought it was colonel. And I got yelled at by the teacher. It's because it's French in origin. Because it's stupid. I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like a lot of things, though, bro. I do. I also don't like the word rule. I know. It's I, I say it very weird, too, I think. Yeah. How do you say it? Rural? Okay. You say it the same way you say wool. Oh, I do. I say wool really weird too. <laughs> wool. Yeah, wool. you say you say wool instead of wool. wool. I I also say 
for the longest time I said roof, roof instead of roof. Oh yeah, yeah. Roof. No, it's roof. And then like my family always says rough. Yeah. The roof, because you know, southern central so, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Rural Indiana. Yeah. Rural Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Um, Thanks for listening for those of you that have. Uh, if anyone would like to, please like, comment, share, subscribe um, to the podcast. We are available on any podcast platform. Um, and r- give it a rating if you liked it. If you didn't like it, shut up and walk away. Um, otherwise, have a good week. As this will come out on Friday. We are recording it Saturday night, but it will come out on Friday. Or, no, Monday. Sorry. We usually record it on Friday. It comes out on a Monday. So enjoy your week. Um, And Sarah, enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too. Have fun. All right. Thanks. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Bye.